0: topic was, what is mental health? Today's topic is why mental health? We gleaned so much from all the speakers that were on yesterday, and even um, we had a lady that shared a little bit of her story with her daughter, Um, and so we want to just definitely uh, take the time out to talk about why mental health. Um, again, my name is Terita Barron, and I am the owner and founder of All for One and One for All Incorporated, where we seek to be the bridge between the community and equitable education for all children and youth. And that education definitely includes mental health. And so something that I noticed is that it's not just a black issue. It's not just a white issue. It's not a color issue. It's an everybody issue. When we're talking about mental health awareness or mental illness. So um, definitely want to know that it's important that we understand that mental health and mental illness are two different concepts according to the CDC. So I wanna go ahead and jump into the topic. Um, And Minister Keisha, if you have anything regarding why, why, why even talk about mental health um. Then go ahead. You're free to talk.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Do to talk now or after you?
0: Go ahead. You're free.
1: Um, um. Well, of course. I mean, we just need to. We just need to face the fact that it is a uh, a real issue, right? Again, as I mentioned Monday, just a little briefly. I was just saying that sometimes we just. That you know, we can just pray things away, and everything cannot be prayed away. And so, even when we think about, um, even uh, the, the aspect that I bring to this table is, you know, the biblical aspect. We think about in James one and eight, which says. Um, you know, a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. That is facts right there. Even the Bible declares that there's some unstable Mm. because of the double-mindedness that there's something going on in our mind, right? There's something in the mental capacity of our mind that, that this is proof positive that there is, there's some people that can have double minds, right? That regardless if the Bible may not have said schizophrenia, the Bible may not have said, you know, depression and suicidal thoughts and just all these other things that we now know is mental health. Um, But the Bible does declare that it's double-minded. And because of the double-mindedness, because of the double-mindedness, you can be unstable in all of your ways. And so it's so important. So when you say why, why? Because it's real. Why? Because it's happening. Why? Because we're not doing anything about it. Right. And so, again, I'm coming from the aspect that even though I'm an intercessor, love, prayer, all of that stuff, I still understand that even the Bible declares that if my mind is not right, I'm going to be unstable in every area of my life, in every aspect of my life. How can I make clear? And concise decisions when I'm double-minded. How can I lead other people when I'm double-minded? How can I effectively live this life if I have a double-minded lifestyle? We talk about down-low lifestyles. We talk about you know hidden lifestyles. Awesome, but nobody wants to talk about the double-minded lifestyle. I mean, we just don't want to talk about it. Um, again, as we mentioned briefly. Um, before I made my exit on Monday, we were talking about this this is something that we just don't want to talk about because it has been passed down from generation to generation that we're just not going to talk about it, right? We're not going to talk about the, the fact that we have mental health issues. We joke about it. We don't talk about it. So even in the aspect of us joking about it, we may say, you know, I don't want to end up in a padded room. I, you know I don't want to go crazy i don't and we we throw those terms out there not really understanding that they are real terms this, this is a real life issue double-mindedness is real and when you live in the double-minded life you're going to be unstable in all of your ways how can we expect you know anybody to to be able to live anything double-minded and even when we think about double heads we call a double-headed person a monster right because again you look funny you look crazy mm-hmm. you don't you know you look a certain way well we got that thing mastered now right we can again and, and just because we're just in this dispensation we've got this thing masked up right so we can mask our hurt we can mask our pain and we can even function it. and that was what the generations right before us was doing they were functioning our parents were functionally alcohol functioning and just because listen, uh, especially you know, those that have come from the south, they came from the south, they came up north to work in factories and plants and all these other things. They that's how they, they handle their pain by trying to numb it with drugs and alcohol. but They still got up and went to work the next day, they still came home on Friday and gave those paychecks. So, they still double mindedness don't always mean crazy, it just means one part of my mind mm-hmm. is able to function, but the other part of my mind, I need to numb the pain because I don't want to deal with the fact that I'm really going to Stuck in this job, um, I made a better life for myself. Yes, I've come up north. I've done some things differently, but even in the coming up north or staying up north, or however you you got to where you came from. I'm just speaking because I'm coming from the Motor City, so I understand the big three and the plants and how that really had an effect on the people um, that were just trying to get out of the country, trying to get out of the south trying to get away from that segregated life. And again, when we think about segregation, that's a separation. That's double-mindedness, right? So in one aspect, you're telling me I'm free as American, but in another aspect, i'm black i i I can't there's certain rights that are denied to me that's double-mindedness so some of this stuff has been uh just we've been born into it some of it uh, we just never dealt with so we've got to understand from the biblical aspect yes there is some double-mindedness going on here so why mental health because it's biblical why mental health because it's real why mental health because we're not dealing with it we're not even the church is not even talking about it a place, finally, because now the preachers and the pastors and the five-fold ministry, now 2020 broke all of us down. Mm-hmm. 2020 broke us down because we couldn't hide behind the filters. We couldn't hide behind their applause. Mm-hmm behind, you know, not having all of our stuff together. We couldn't hide behind that stuff anymore. So now 2020 was really, really uh, throwing the covers back. It was about exposure. Everybody was like, oh, the year 2020 uh, vision. Yeah, we yeah, we saw some things in 2020. Uh-huh. The things were not as long here. for yeah, we mm-hmm. saw that you don't really prepare for your service. We saw mm-hmm. that you counsel people, but you really don't help people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, you may call your pastor or your leader to come in for a counseling session, but are they really qualified mm-hmm. to really do with that? And wow, so that's, to be able to biblically say, I, "I'm mature enough to say, yeah, this is the scripture," but let me let me refer you, let me refer you out. But <laughs> mm-hmm. so, counselor. Who will be able to help you um in this period so if we all collectively come together as those that coach and those that counsel and those that even proclaim the word of god if we come together and we get this team of people just like okay i'm a woman at you know pre-pandemic you know because pandemic uh, kind of shut us down you had a beautician you had a nail tech you know you may have had the person that did your facials you may have had the person that did your your, your uh, I had a team, right? I had a glam squad. I don't know what a glam squad was, right? So why do we not have this when it comes to our mental health? So why mental health? Because it's real.
0: Wow. You have said a mouthful, Minister Keisha. Is biblical. So our topic, again, for all who are tuning in, it's why mental health? And Minister Keisha started us off saying it's biblical. It's real. She gave a scripture, James 1 and 8. Um, and then I definitely want to dig in deeper as our show goes on to talk more about people in the Bible, even who experienced mental illness, who it was evident. You know, even when we think about um, the man in the Bible, uh, Judas Iscariot, who committed suicide. We, why? That was the why, because he had a mental health issue. But then some people may say, no, he was just tormented. That's mental health. That is the issue. So let's talk about it. Sister Siobhan, thank you for coming in. Um, Why mental health, Siobhan? Oh, my
1: goodness. First, I feel like I just came into fire. You should go in, And I love it. Um, and I, I will go back to something that we said literally um, on Monday because it was just so powerful um, for us to really just recognize and reflect on as we get started in this conversation. Is, and, and that is the reality that mental health literally affects every part of our lives. Uh, mental health will affect how you show up in your spiritual life. Mental health will affect how you show up on your job Mental health will affect how you show up in your family, in your friendships, literally every area of your life. If you are in a place where you are mentally unstable, it literally will affect, it will be a snowball effect, and it will be showing up in every single area of your life. And so it's so important for us to not ignore it, not avoid it, not act as if it's not there, not act as if everything's okay when it's really not, but for us to really be present, to be still enough, to be quiet enough and to figure out, okay, God, I need you. And not only that, God, show me what else I need. Do I need to get a counselor? Mm -hmm. Do I need to step into a place where I avail myself and share my story with someone who can give me some practical tools that can help align me properly so that I can show up the right way in the world to make the most impact possible? My thing is, that God, in this earth, I want to make optimal impact, the greatest amount of impact that you have caused and ordained for me to make. And the reality is we cannot do that when we are mentally uns able and so this is the time to not sometimes we walk over things we ignore things when reality is that these things are impeding our progress these things are impeding our uh, our work ethic they're impeding our production and we can't let anything get in the way of what god has called for us to do therefore we must take mental health seriously
0: yes absolutely i love how you said um mental health shows how we show up so mental health is how you show up in every aspect of our lives that is so good that is so good um so i want to give you guys a couple of myths and facts um but i want y'all to shout it out whatever um and those who are listening feel free um to raise your hand you you can also um chime in and talk about it um, so I am looking and watching if you were to raise your hand so myth or fact children don't experience mental health problems
1: myth,
0: myth. <laughs> yes definitely a myth definitely um, and I'm on mentalhealth.gov uh, we want to always cite our sources just like we do our papers <laughs> So even very young children may show early warning signs of mental health concerns. These mental health problems are often clinically diagnosable and can be a product of the interaction of biological, psychological and social factors. Um, as I stated yesterday, um, you normally will see the first signs um, according to the CDC guidelines before a child turns 14 years old. And it says, though, unfortunately, less than 20 percent of children and adolescents with diagnosable mental health problems receive the treatment they need. Early mental health support can help a child before problems interfere with other developmental needs. That is so powerful. Anybody got some on that? Okay. so what about this myth or fact? People with mental health needs, even those who are managing their mental illness, cannot tolerate the stress of holding down a job. Myth or fact? Myth. Myth. I don't know. Well, you know, it's funny because it actually goes with what you said, Minister Keisha. You said that um, in those times... Um, our parents and you know those who we looked up to and different people like that were functioning alcoholics, functioning drug addicts, functioning, and I'm telling you, I could I could relate to that. Um, I'm growing up and I'm seeing, okay, this this person is a hardworking person. And and then I wonder, okay, this is where I get my work ethic, but then where I get this from or where I get that from. And it's because they were functioning in a dysfunctional capacity. And so uh, it is a myth. It says that uh, that people with mental health problems are just as productive as other employees. Employers who hire people with mental health problems report good attendance and punctuality, as well as motivation, good work, and job tenure on par with or greater than other employees. When employees with mental health problems receive effective treatment, it can result in lower total medical costs, increased productivity, lower absenteeism, absenteeism, and decreased disability costs. Okay? And so I want to talk about um, this whole generational curses and mental health. Is there any type of... um, correlation there is there anything that that we can cross that with or do we just say one is biblical and one is just natural let's talk about it
1: can you ask that one more time i just want to make sure i'm
0: understanding the question generational curses and mental health can we cross those together? Can we correlate between the two or are they separate in their own entity? I would
1: say, oh, oh, go ahead, I would say it goes back to the scripture that we were talking about today is double-mindedness, again, so, and we were talking about the functioning, so yes, you can pass down some of those things down to the next generation, even if you don't mean to, again, because we're watching, right, so we have, I mean, we can, we're sitting somewhere, maybe they were Or, you know, unresponsive, or we watch patterns of abuse, right? So now, even though your mother didn't say, you know, I want you to date a man that's going to beat you. I want you to date a man that's not going to respect you. I want you to date a man. They may not physically say those things, but you see that, and you carry it on mm-hmm. into the next generation. So sometimes that things happen just because of what we see, not necessarily what we say. And so that's why um when you do come to yourself, when you do take on the mind of Christ, which is probably the scripture that we'll deal with for the next um, talk that we have. Um, th- today, I really just want to deal with that double mindedness. Um, we really have to figure out, you know, when you come to that realization, that's when you have to start breaking those generational curses, mm. breaking you know, the things that, the patterns. And I've been saying this for the longest time because I'm just feeling this in my spirit, that sometimes we just carry this up on too long. How long are we going to carry the daddy hurt the daddy? <laughs> How long are we going to carry the mama hurt the mama? realistically we've been adults longer than we've been children it's time to come out of that childhood stuff now that you know the truth again and this comes with your squad you know your, your mind squad your personal squad whatever, your self-care squad whatever it's going to be if you got a glam squad you need a self-care squad you need a soul care squad, mm. you need all of that type of stuff, because you got to get somebody that's going to to hold you accountable for you not staying in that same place, you not staying in that same predicament. And so again, yes, and, and, and then we, we get so mad at mama and daddy, but mama and daddy didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Their thing was, I'm going to function, but I'm going to drink on the side. Their thing was, I'm going to function, but I'm going to have another family, a whole other family. Mm. Right, and so we wonder when we get into our adulthood why we accept certain things, mm-hmm. why certain things happen again because it is journal gener- it is generational because nobody's breaking it. My mama breaking it because we didn't talk about it. Why did we talk about it? Because our parents didn't talk about it. Why because they didn't know how to talk about it, they didn't know how to say, I'm frustrated because I'm, a, I'm now I'm I am an educated black man, I am an educated black woman. Right, come on, we, I mean, our, our grandparents. Our great-grandparents they spent all they had which wasn't much back then to send their kids off to school now we think a high accomplishment these days is your high school diploma well think about how it was back then our grandparents couldn't even finish school why because they had to take care of the farm they had to take care of the land they had to take care of the family right but they made sure them children and them grandchildren went to school so you mean to tell me there's so much frustration in there there has to be frustration with your grandparents because they said, I couldn't finish what I want to do because I got to take care of this family. Mm-hmm. There's just so much hoarded uh, and held onto hurt that needs to be broken up. And it's not going to be broken up overnight. We got to take the time and really dig that stuff out. Literally, we have been impacted by all this stuff and just trying to figure out and wonder why our mental capacity can't hold stuff. Because we're carrying off the... And even the Bible speaks to this. Um, when there was an issue, they would always somebody would always say... Are they blind because it's something their parents did? What sin did they do? What did they commit? What did they, what, what did they do wrong to get this impairment? What did they do wrong? Why is it always something that it had to be wrong? Why does it always have to be a sin that happened? Why could it not just be a curse that's not been <laughs> Yeah, and why do we have to stay there we don't have to stay there mm. that's why platforms like this talking about mental health health awareness not just in the month of may because it's the popular month to do it but going forward we need to be able to talk about this thing and give people a safe mm-hmm. space to y'all. i ain't all together i'm not okay mm-hmm.
0: that's so good wow go ahead uh jordan jordan wanted to say something
1: Yes. Hello, everybody. Um, this conversation has been amazing. Um, when, you, when you when you said it, it made me think about something that um, Minister Keisha has said as well about um, the behavioral part of it. But then there's also a biological part of it as well. Mm. So while we may learn certain behaviors and certain things may be generational in how we do things, for example, promiscuity. Or teen pregnancy, or drug addiction, or those types of things—they may be learned behaviors. But then there are some things like depression, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, suicidal ideation, schizophrenia mm-hmm. that could literally be passed down through the biology of the family. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, if if somebody deals with those things, they'll ask you when you go to the doctor. You know, mm-hmm. you know, do you have a history of depression in mm-hmm. your family? Mm-hmm. So some of it is definitely a learned behavior, and some of it can be biological. Um, for whatever reason and then there are the behaviors that come out of you because of your biological issue
0: wow so
1: it's, it's, a, it's a threefold uh, portion of that because when you are depressed or if you've seen witness somebody that has been depressed and you may pick up on that behavior as well you may use the same things that they use to cope you may think that it's normal mm-hmm. and so because you think that that's your normal You don't seek to break the curse because you don't see it as a curse. It's a curse to those that look at you. But if it's your normal, it doesn't seem to be a curse or be anything wrong to you because it's your reality and your normal. And I think that if people were more apt to go to therapy or apt to, you know, seek out counseling or whatever it would be, we would be able to identify that our normal in the grand scheme of things, it's not normal. (laughs) Like, we have some dysfunction, we have a breakdown, we have some issues that are not normal. (laughs) But because we are so used to it and nobody has stepped up to the plate to address the issues, then they become our normal, and we just continue to pass down those behaviors through generations. Um, That's all I wanted to add.
0: Ooh! My Lord! Got my head itching and tears running in my eyes. I tell you... These women are talking here. Well, Chavon, did you want to say something? Oh, my goodness. I'm over here taking yeah. notes.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is so good. And I love really what Jordan was saying um, because some of the things that she mentioned, I was going to um, add to the conversation. And I loved how she said it. And what it immediately made me make me think of when she's talking about that normal piece is what a shock it is when you find out that you're normal is not correct. Mm. Right? And so that's what ends up happening with mental health Um, in the awareness that's being brought to it is you find out that your idea of normal is not actually what normal is, it's how you cope, because it's what you've seen previously. And so now it's a shock to your system to hear that what has been going on, the way you have been handling things is not right. And then we have to fight through now the 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 defensive walls that are then erected instead of the embracing of the change that needs to take place. And so what happens especially in the African-American community is now the walls that were once up against counseling and against therapy are really coming to a place where they're being challenged. And people are beginning to embrace the, the understanding that what has been the norm, what has been passed down generationally is not correct. But the thing is, there are still some. Still have those walls up, but literally because of what's even is happening now and other conversations that are going on around the world, those walls are literally being torn down with every. Sorry, I had a call with every conversation, with every post, with with every um thing that is being done—an event, a conference, whatever the case may be. That's what's happening, and so it's time for this conversation to be had it's time it's way past time. But it's definitely something that can be generational. Um, it's definitely something that can be inherited through environmental factors. I feel like even in marriage, a lot of things are brought to the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Because in marriage, what ends up happening is the way you did things in your home and the way I did things mm-hmm. in my home, gets begins to clash. And now you got to deal with it and say, okay, was that correct? What is the correct way, right? And so conversations and things like that, where my family we can be very loud and rambunctious when when a conversation gets a little um, intense, <laughs> right? And, and you know, and so my, the normal was uh, if somebody said something that was in disagreement with you, you uh, argue it out, you discuss it out in a very intense fashion until everybody understands what you come to understand so that's one side that's that's dysfunctional it's not good where you feel like you have to argue Mm -hmm. your point you have to fight to Mm -hmm. get your point across that's dysfunction right but then on the other side my husband had a family where literally everybody just departed to their own little sector there was disagreement If there was things like you didn't really talk about things So that's dysfunctional where you have little things that you need to get out and you need to talk about, but you don't talk about it. You just be quiet. And so now what's on your heart is weighing on you more and more or you get into a place of depression because you don't feel like you have a voice to say what it is that you need to say. So now that thing has to be dealt with and we have to now come together and decide what is the proper way, what is the correct way to move forward in communication? What is the correct way to move forward as a family? So all of those things come into play. So I love the environmental piece, the the cultural pieces, um, and definitely the generational things because you have to realize if there's something going on that did not come from God, it is from Satan, period. So if there's depression impeding your family, that's a generational curse that is now there. And so it needs to be dealt with and it has to be broken, you know, as Minister um, um, Keisha was saying. So it has to be dealt with and it has to be broken because if it's not of God, then it is of Satan. And so it cannot remain. And so it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be. It's going to cause you to be uncomfortable to deal with it, to talk through it. But it's necessary, and that's what it, this is all about: is understanding the necessity of this conversation, the necessity of this mental health awareness. And that's why I'm glad you're doing it.
0: Wow, that is amazing! And thank you for sharing even a, a part of your. Um, your family, your, you know, cause we have to be able to give examples and not always just talking in a third person or, or whatever, but sometimes we have to share, well, this is what I went through and I wanted to open it. I forgot to open it up and say how this is a safe space. Um, although this is being recorded to go on the podcast, um, none of your information, you know, um, will be, you know, misuse, you know, shall I say, um, or against you um, type of thing. And so we, wow, I wrote so many notes about everything that everyone has said. I even heard new topics. And it's funny because I didn't even know that May was the month of mental health awareness. I know it was the month of my birthday, but (laughs) I said, you know, this is the vision that God has given me especially for the children and youth and we want to be able to do something in that capacity because um, we always talk about education and, you know, um, science, technology, engineering, math, music, and the arts. Um, but how are you functioning? And this is what we're talking about. Our main scripture uh, for today is James 1 and 8, uh, the double-minded man, uh, stable in all his ways. And so, I'm so excited and I, I feel like if we keep getting deeper and deeper, we'll be up here for. But it's been so amazing just to talk with you all and share um, everything and talking about the generational curses and and talking about mental health. Why mental health? Uh, Because we got to get to to the root of this thing. That's what I'm hearing from everyone. Get into the root of it um, and doing that uh, cause analysis. So I'm going to go ahead and just share some resources and some tips. Um, You can go to the hotline number. Um, People can call this number 978-599-6486 to get prayer or if they feel like I I need to um, know what website or whatever or what other numbers can I call. If they just want prayer, they can call that number also you can go to the cdc.gov slash mental health and also uh, for military members and their dependents you can go to military one source and that number is one 800 342 9647 they are standing by and waiting um, to assist you and it is a 24-hour as well a hotline number and you can also contact your military chaplain. Um, you know, sometimes we are hardwired, and we were brought up in certain ways, and and um, we don't understand well why this, why that, and so that's why we need to to have a tribe, as she said, we need to have a support system that will. Uh, help us through those times and so that we can get through our day-to-day. And again, I will just briefly share another reason for um, me initiating this was um, I've experienced um, my, my children's father, he committed suicide as well as several different people I know and love have passed away through suicide and it just kept weighing and weighing on me. I said, I need to. It's time. It's time. I, too, have experienced my own uh, bouts of depression. And um, I don't I didn't know why. You know, why am I going through this? So I I just continue to seek God, seek the scripture and, and know that God wants the best for us. And that's what it boils down to. Jesus said he he come that we may have life and have it more abundantly so if he's saying that and we're here on earth and he's sitting on the right hand of the father why can't i live an abundant life my god so so he wants that for us that lets me know he wants that for us and so um also um is there anyone um have any announcement, anything that you have going on uh, that you would like to share um, with the people that are listening today. Now is your time.
1: Hello, everyone. So um, on tomorrow, May 6th, I am hosting a one night experience. It's a conference. It's called the Esther Rising. Um, and I'm just so excited about the empowerment and the impartation that's going to take place. The tickets are only twenty four ninety nine. If you click the link in my bio, um, you'll be able to um, register today. And like I said, it's tomorrow at 8 p.m. And I'm so excited about it.
0: Awesome. Anyone else have anything to share um, or any closing remarks um, as it relates to why mental health? All right. And if there's nothing else, we're definitely going to pray out. Uh, I just want to thank you all for tuning in to this very short session. I feel like it's jam packed with so much goodness and so much uh, to share with the people. We could get the word out. That would be great. The show is Mondays and Wednesdays, 530 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so um, if I could get Jordan to pray us out, that would be great.
1: Yes, um, Father God, in the name of Jesus God, we just want to thank you, God. Thank you for this day and thank you for this gathering and this conversation that we've had on tonight, God. And God, if there's anyone dealing with mental health issues, God, anyone that is depressed, anyone that has anxiety, anyone having suicidal ideation, anyone that is just burdened down, anyone that's living with guilt and shame or any other... Any other stress or any other weight that they've been carrying, God, we ask you to lift the load, oh God. You said that you would carry it for us, oh God. And help us to cast our cares upon you, God, so that you can carry that weight, God. And God, help us to continue to seek you daily and grow grow and draw closer to you, oh God. And please bless everyone that is in this room on today, oh God. Bless their families and their households. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.
0: Amen. Thank you all again. And I will see you next Monday. Talk to you later. Powerful, powerful time. Uh, yes. And if you want to stay behind the talk, we can, because honestly, I'm gleaning right now. I am just
1: <laughs> I am just so excited.